I, I, I maybe I did play just a little bit too much. Oh, Judas Priest! <laughs> you won't hear us playing Judas Priest, but you will be hearing an entertaining sports show with myself, Frank, and David the Man of God Harris on WSUT's After Further Review, airing Saturdays 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. and throughout the week with our replay 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. on Toledo's only alternative and your on-campus radio station, 88.3 WXUT. Oh, Judas Priest! <laughs> After further review, I'm here with David the Man of God Harris. Just got done discussing college sports and toxicity and hazing and basically railroading a program because of people's selfish needs, but also saying that it is very serious mental health issues to be taken care of. Now we can talk about the greenwashing of professional soccer. Uh, David, can you kind of explain what you're getting into here? Yeah, so as for those that may or may not know, um, yeah, summer tra- quote-unquote transfer window, it's kind of like the off-season off trading where a lot of you know, players move from team to team within the country. A lot of times it's international transfers, and it's soccer slash football. Everyone's used to big deals, $80 million dollar transfers, $90 million transfers, even $100 million plus in terms of fees um, that one team pays for another. Yeah, just printing money. NBA and NFL are like, we have all these contracts. It Soccer blows those out of the water. Yeah. Um, both in terms of the actual fee and then reported annual average annual value. It's, it's ridiculous. But one country in particular off the heels of Really, the World Cup exposure in Middle East has been Saudi Arabia. Now, Saudi Arabia already has its hands in soccer clubs around the world, oil money. There could be a whole show about just kind of how they're trying to use their influence with money and sport to kind of mask the ethical issues that goes on within countries of Saudi Arabia and some human rights violations. Mm-hmm. Um, suffice, it, suffice it to say, there's a lot of bad things that happen in Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, um, we already know that. Yeah. And so to get the public eye, they're trying to highlight and improve their domestic uh, soccer league. And they, they did, did the big splash, Cristiano Ronaldo, for a lot of people, the greatest player who ever played, mm-hmm. moved. Um, Moved over to Saudi Arabia to take a big money deal. Um, and re- reportedly, his wage is $172 million. No, sorry, not $173 million per year to play in Saudi Arabia. And so everyone's just like, oh, this is going to be the start of everyone taking big money and Saudi Arabia paying big money to get these stars into the league, into the country to kind of promote the game and, you know, give big payday. Now, this has happened previously before with the Chinese Super League, mm-hmm. buying a lot of players on crazy and putting crazy wages 
and kind of worked for a little bit, but then ultimately kind of flamed out back to normal. But if we just say the reported wages of some of the more like high profile players that have moved over to Saudi Arabia who are moving over, you know, this summer, you have a kind of the best player in the world, Ballon d'Or winner, Kareem Benzema. He's going to be making $172 million per year. And this is, you know, this is, I don't know what the tax situation is, but I'm pretty sure he's taking most of that, if not all. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you don't have to worry about the American, you know, giving some to Uncle Sam. No, they'll, they'll just print, print you whatever you want. Um, uh, N'Golo Conte, another France, he's going to be making $86.2 million a year. Um, uh, Marcelo Brozovic making $35 million per year. So throwing all this big money to try, try to get these big-name players to come over. And the biggest one, the biggest rumor that they were trying to do is, for a lot of people, the best player on the planet right now, Kylian Mbappe from Paris to come to Saudi Arabia. And they were going to offer him $400 million a year Dang. To, to come and play. And he said no. And kind of once that once that figure hit international waves, you have the guys like LeBron James, Steph Curry saying, "Hey, I want some of that money." Yeah, like the American sport athletes, because they, you know, this that's before endorsements. That's just money that you're getting paid by the by the team. Well, that's almost like live golf though, too, where they're offering all this money yeah. where. They're paying the, you know, on the PGA tour. It was you, you eat what you kill. Well, now the Saudis are just well, we'll give you this just to show up to this tournament, and if you win, you get a little extra money. But if not, you're still getting paid. But we all know that the Saudis yeah. have the oil money and everything like that. Yeah, and Livgov is the other example, just kind of the greenwashing. They have all this money that is just expendable. And they're trying to do it under the auspices of, oh, growing the game, getting you know, more eyes, kind of getting these players an opportunity to play within this country. But then is it also trying, and even with the controversies with Live Golf, mm-hmm. I mean, that was a whole scandal in and of itself. And then it turned around and then ended up coming back to the table and kind of combining back with the PGA, kind of quick money grab. I don't want to say a publicity stunt, but mm-hmm. it kind of made people's eyes and ears perk up a little bit. Like, hey, they have legitimate money. They, If they wanted to, they could do a break off whatever league. They're already doing it with football. They're already bringing in these world-class players who are in their prime that could easily be making big money in kind of the standard big five European football leagues. But hey, would you rather make I don't know, you know, five hundred thousand a week, so two million dollars a month, or would you rather make even? We'll just go eighty eighty million dollars a year off top. Most people want to take that eighty five. Well, yeah, I mean, and so. It's, <laughs> Yeah, so it's just kind of a cause for concern, kind of getting people's eyes open. Um, kind of the Saudi Pro League, 
I don't think it's going to go away like the Chinese Super League. I think this has legitimate staying power. And the more money that the Saudis are able to print because, you know, unlimited oil money, well, they're just going well, to wait kind a minute. of get more and more. And- Isn't there something behind the money, though? You can't just print money because that's called inflation. <laughs> There's got to be something behind it. Probably, but also because of Saudi Arabia. And, you know, this is these are, you know, usually kind of the, I know with Qatar and uh, there's another, like these are state sponsored, like the, the state is giving you money. Mm-hmm. So like if, if the government is giving you the money, you, I don't want to say inflation, but yeah, they have, they have a lot of more resources than. A lot of places, I would say, deep wells, right? And a lot, of, a lot of people are saying that if, kind of, with the influx of all this international star power, are they going to try to do something similar with Live Golf, where they're trying to influence kind of the European competitions to kind of get their hands and get their clubs into the big competitions where there's the big money? So. Um, UEFA and FIFA have the like the European Champions League. That's the big, big money. That's the competition that everyone wants wants to be a part of. And so there are a lot of reputable sources that are saying this is all trying to gear into the Saudi Pro League, trying to get their teams to be able to be eligible for that, even though they're technically not in Europe geographically. Um trying to get them to the club world cup, which is kind of an international where you take the best teams from these different countries and put them in kind of a round Robin tournament. Um, yeah. Just trying to use their influence and their wealth and resources to kind of grow, quote unquote, grow the game in the middle East is their umbrella. But, it's really trying to use their influence to, yeah, just kind of inf- get their own influence into the game, global game. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are starting to see the red flag behind that. Well, I mean, yeah. do you think, I think in professional sports in general, are you starting to see it where just outrageous contracts from these different countries, they realize we're going to steal their stars for basically the money which makes me wonder where we're having global crisis with these economies but have you noticed the people that aren't really getting hit it's almost like the top ceos of countries and athletes so it's almost like there is almost like the middle class is getting eliminated either you're poor or you're rich yeah and if you're rich you're like rich rich Mm. it's not you know a couple of you know couple million here like we're thinking you know nine figures minimum just to even get to the neighborhood Mm -hmm. in terms of rich and then obviously you know the one one percent you know the ones that have the billion dollar revenues or hundreds of million dollars revenue yeah and then everyone else is just you know down here little sisters of the poor just trying to struggle and survive Mm -hmm. oh yeah it is, yeah, just in this culture, climate. The athletes that are able to 
not even think about endorsement deals, just the corporations, the sponsors, the revenue generators, everyone is saying, hey, we need to invest in such and such. And it's like, yeah, no, that, that's all right. We'll just throw, you know, 50 million here per year to this particular athlete. We'll get to that next segment. Um, but yeah, yeah, we got 50 million just to throw. That's yeah, fine. And it's like, yeah, no one man should have all this wealth. Yeah, yeah, yeah you totally, I, mean, I, could... I, you, I totally agree with you. It is kind of crazy that they do be having all that wealth and stuff like that. It, 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 it they get the money though, obviously, through also fans watching it. It's entertainment, it's entertainment packages. But the things that you just see that it's like you, you got to take a moment and pause and think like, dude, we're going through an economic economic crisis. We got inflation that's going up. People aren't afford to buy homes. We're getting a very high homeless uh, rate out in California. Uh, people aren't able to buy cars. They're keeping their cars longer and repairing them. Repair shops, business has gone through the roof because nowadays, I mean, you got to pay an arm and a leg to buy a car and then if you don't have really a great down payment the, the 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 payments per month are outrageous almost as much as buying a house but yet you see these athletes and like i said ceos and different companies making profits it's like oh how is that happening well because you know you gotta you gotta make sure that you release a new football jersey that everyone's gotta get and you gotta pay more to customize it mm -hmm. then you have to make sure that the streaming and TV services, everyone's got to watch the game if they can't come because they're starting to, and particularly it's starting to become a problem more prevalent in the Premier League in England, in the United Kingdom, where there are questions about, you know, is it too expensive to come and see the team that you love live because, mm -hmm. you know, travel, tickets, food, you know, trying to get to the same is not it's not the same setup, obviously, here in the States, but even just thinking about the major U.S. sports, mm -hmm. you know, where they talk about the average cost of a family of four to go to an NFL game, you're talking about a couple hundred dollars. It's like, people can't do that. So you have to figure out, you know, streaming and wanting to make sure, you know, support the team and, yeah, just all these things that... The fans want to see because the fans obviously don't want to just not watch the sport. They're going to they're going to find ways to do it, and the leagues want to crack down on illegal streaming, even though it's going to keep happening. But, but the thing, but, but, but look at how they're, they're doing all these television deals, cable companies. The streaming is cheap, but people are cutting the cord because they're they're sending the they're sending the cost to the customer think about it these the espn yeah. all these networks you're paying all the, the reason why obviously they're getting this money is because of the tv contracts and the espn plus subscriptions and stuff like that but if you if you have cable nowadays some people are paying almost 300 dollars for cable and that's not even that's not even having the full package that's almost just having that's i guess cable and internet but the fact of the matter is that People are like, the cable companies keep saying, well, they keep passing on the cost to us, which means we've got to bring the cost to you. It's the stuff is just getting outrageous, you know, some of these stations with their paying because they're paying all these contracts. 
it, it's just it's just crazy and it just it just makes me wonder like dude where's all this money coming from if everyone is struggling yeah and they'll, they'll find it here or there they'll they'll get rid of some employee and say you know for you know we're doing it for the effectiveness and streamlining and you know wanting to take our corporation or company to the next level and you know Thanks so and so for the 30, 40 plus years of service. Meanwhile, they just don't want to pay them, but they have a pretty decent severance package and we're able to do all these exclusives and extras. Yeah, it's a whole, this could be a total show, just economics of sports business. And, you know, it's, it's ridiculous and getting out of hand and the fan base suffers because they have to figure out, Hey, do we want to, does Timmy want a new little jersey that's going to cost him $85 for a kid's jersey? Because that's ridiculous. Um, or do we want to, you know, pay bills? True. Yeah, that, yeah, it's, 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 it's kind of sad. But yeah, that is the greenwashing. Like I said, go get paid if you got to go get paid, basically. Um, but yeah, so now we're going to talk a little bit about this. Coming up next, we got talking a little bit about NBA contracts. Yeah, NBA players getting paid, but are they doing it because of what they're doing on the court or something else? As we mentioned before, is it clout? Is it potential? We'll get in more in depth with that as well. But listen to 88.3 WGs after further review. Make sure you listen to us on SoundCloud and iTunes. Um, WXG's after further review with a picture of Frank Basham, of course. Yeah, Frank's not here today, but just me and David, the man of God, Harris here. Uh, make sure you always listen to our segments. We're also on 88.3 WXUT um, on Saturdays when we're in the studio. Can't be in the studio this week, though. Kind of got to get your recording. Um, but we should be back in the studio next week with him on the phone lines and live. Uh, but make sure you check out all our segments. Coming up next, talk about NBA contracts, more money, 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 money. On the other side of this break, W88.3 WTs. After further review, back after this. 